Yeah. Hello, this is Minute 75 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we Looking talk about Clueless. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. I think we giggled every time we said our name, so it sounded like a piece the idea that we are like, yeah, we're perfectly like teenage girls. Um... It's kind of comical. Uh, <laughs> We're adorable. We can't help it. We're t- we just girls who giggle at things, you know? <laughs> we would totally wear, like, plaid skirts all the time <laughs> and chunky silver shoes. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. And the really sad thing is we totally would. I know. Um, We're serious, guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, today's Minute, Minute 75 starts with Ty welcoming Cher home after her driving test and ends with the girls inside over by the fireplace and they're talking about the party in the valley what they're talking about we will soon get to so Josh immediately asks Cher what it's like to have a license and it is obviously the worst possible thing that he could say to her and you know as as we you know talked about a little bit last minute like this is the first time in the movie that we really, really see Cher defeated. Yep. Like, she she wasn't this upset or down when, you know, Elton tried to date rape her or she had a oh, gun God. pulled on her. <laughs> she just oh. brushed it off. She walking. did. Yeah. Like, yeah, she, like, you know, she completely stood up for herself mm-hmm. and totally had this energy that she could get herself through it. Yeah. And it's like, this is really... You know, it's like, um, I don't know if it's, it's a matter of realizing that she's not invincible or like, you know, the, the point where in every, in every kid's life or I don't know what age it hits where you realize that bad things actually can happen and can happen to you and, and you, and you're not going to be able to get through everything. And I feel like this is, this is that moment with Cher, like she's hit rock bottom on this level, but it's also like brought her into this really strong state state of realism that she's never quite been in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I guess probably as well as I, I suppose you could say it's been a bit of a kind of a cumulative thing for her. So mm-hmm. this is like at this point of the movie, it's kind of been the one thing after the other, you know, kind of getting not not ostracized. It's probably too much of a word, but yeah, being kind of knocked off her perch as the queen bee of the group. Um, that's it yeah to then also having those conflicting feelings about josh and then also now that you know she was she wanted to get a license so much and now not getting that as well it's just continually not getting things she wants and i think this is kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back as they say the next thing that she says i think also really reflects back on why she's so upset you know she says uh, kind of preemptively like get snide with Josh and said, you know, spare me your lectures about how mm-hmm. driving is a big responsibility. And that, that is something that she's been hearing from Josh and her father. Yeah. Um, and you know, she, excuse me, never quite took it seriously. No. Um, at, at all. And, you know, it's kind of very jokey about everything. And I think it's, it really, it, it's her coming of age moment. Um, where she has to start taking things seriously yeah Be- uh or or at least just not being so um i don't want to say flighty because it's like i mean she is flighty maybe we're but kind of like she- blase about things like oh it'll just work out because i'm share and that's and that's yeah enough. just me being who i am is enough for everything to work out for me 
everywhere in the world because I know for her it, well, it was like that in her kind of high school arena I suppose but more out in the real world as you're you know as you're saying like it's not like that like that that driving instructor does not care that she's the most popular girl in school and has yeah. all that stuff um it, it's it's irrelevant so I don't mean it to sound obnoxious or or cold which is like that really for for what we've seen of her in this movie the only bad thing that seems to have ever happened to her is that her mother died mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but I you know it's funny I don't know if you ever watched the show Parks and Recreation oh my god I'm watching um, it as we speak for the millionth time <laughs> Excellent. Well, excellent. So there's, so there's Rob Lowe's character who, um, Tris Trager. Trager, thank you, who is known as being, you know, really super positive about everything and like crazy hyper happy about everything. And early on, you know, he, I believe he goes out on a date with Anne. It could be, he may say it's to Leslie, but I think he says it to Anne. He says it to saying, Anne. You know, when yeah. he, he says at the end that when he was a child, you know, he got very ill and they didn't expect him to live. And so therefore he is like taking this positivity and run with it, you know, because he was not expected to be much older. So I almost wonder if the reason Cher is the way she is in this, um, a little flaky, but yet super kind of positive because it is very similar to Chris Traeger. Mm. Is because she lost her mother at a young age yep. and, you know, kind of dealt with that pain and then made the choice to just be positive and think that things are going to work out. And it's, I can almost see, I mean, we're, I am probably reading way into this, but it's almost like, is this the moment where she kind of has to reject that and realize that things are not always going to work out? Mm, mm. I guess it's that thing, like, obviously having one of your parents die is awful, but I mm-hmm. guess it doesn't work that you have your one awful thing and then after that life is great. So, yeah, I think I think you're probably right. But yeah, I didn't I haven't thought of that before. But yeah, Chris and Cher are quite similar in that way. Just that like endless positive outlook no matter what. So yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it it didn't even hit me until I was just thinking about how mm. really the only th- thing that we ever really truly see happen that's quote unquote bad for her is that we know her mother's passed away yeah uh so yeah um so then going back to uh our movie so Cher is our poor poor defeated Cher who is just like her body's deflated her head is down like she's cut like her hair is kind of messy and it's less shiny uh, than usual (laughs) it's less shiny than usual like there is no sparkle in her eye I'm, if she had her, um, fluffy feather pen out, yeah. it would be wilted. <laughs> it would be wilted That'd and be it, it would probably be. Un- <laughs> <laughs> it would be this, it would be so sad, you know. I think, I think maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we should make mood fluffy feather pens, you yeah. know, to kind of denote that. The wilted yeah, one it, with all the glitter that's fallen off. Be like, this is my exactly. life right now, so I'm using this pen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, because sometimes it's like, you still want your fluffy feather pen, mm. but you want the world to know that you're still sad. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so, after uh, Cher snaps at Josh and tells him not to give her a lecture, Ty and Josh share that, like, ooh, somebody's in a bad mood look. Yeah, I didn't appreciate and... that on Cher's behalf. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys. 
She's the having thing a bad is, day. Cut us some slack. She's <laughs> she's totally having a bad day, but at the same time, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I totally would have been like, mm, like you know, because it's the it's 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 that perfect look. The two of them do it so perfectly do, well, where they just look at each other and then kind of look down, <laughs> and like it's like that. Ooh, like you you know if they could make a noise, the noise would be like, mm, no. um, ooh. And so then uh, Ty turns to the tables next to them where they were playing hacky sack mm. and grabs a shoebox that she'd apparently brought over. And she uh, starts to follow Cher into the house. But, you know, right before right, she leave, passes by Josh, she just you know, kind of gives him a little gives him a little smile. Mm. And then uh, she follows Cher into the house and she's like, so, tells her she's so happy that she's there. Although I thought it was such an odd comment, she's like, "I'm so happy that you're here." Yeah. Because it's not. She went to Cher's house. So where else? What was she expecting? <laughs> exactly. You know, was she just going there expecting to play hacky sack with Josh? That's probably it. Mm-hmm. I assume that she. Oh no, but she, but she, knew she was going stuff. for a driving test too, because you know they yeah. like, "How's your driving test going?" So she was obviously there waiting for her to come back. So yeah. yeah, you're right. Another, yet another pothole you've discovered. <laughs> and she, they, she goes over to the fireplace because, of course, they have a giant fireplace. Yeah. And uh, Cher, she asks if it works, and Cher sets it on fire. And she, uh, Ty explains that she's super excited to burn a quote-unquote bunch of junk that reminds her of Elton because you know uh-uh. Ty is so Elton uh, because Ty is so over him and, and that shoebox is hideous <laughs> just... it, it is but here's the thing man i know i've done that like i know that i i, I think i still have shoeboxes of letters that uh-huh. like boys sent to me um but i had oh god i had a hideous shoebox when i was in high school mm. of like all the notes like i i'm guessing notes were because you're not that much younger than me right yeah no we had like think- we would send each other like pass each other notes and things like that for sure yeah i still got those yeah exactly exactly so like you know when you're there like you there's some notes that you could get rid of but there's a lot of things that you keep and mm. then and then and then if there's a boy you like or a girl you like mm. or whomever and you save anything like you know if they drew you a picture or if maybe like they drew something like kind of silly off to the side on like a test like i'm sure i probably ripped that like <laughs> not quite stalkerish but a little creepy <laughs> um a little creepy when they're a teenager though like the level of obsession you have over people things whatever when you're a teenager like it's just unmatched like i don't think like i know i don't feel the same way now <laughs> about things that I did when I was a teenager. So, yeah, I think everyone does it. We're all creepy oh, yeah, weirdos but... when we're teenagers. It's fine. <laughs> again, again, like Larissa taking a strong stance yeah. on the Additive yeah. podcast yeah. that we're all creepy weirdos when we're fine. teenagers. I like it's it. Fine. Stalk, stalk I... that guy or girl you like. It's fine. <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> oh, we all did it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was just, like, a different version. I mean, um... Did you, did you grow up in like a city or suburbia or a town? Suburbia is probably the closest to it. So, but yeah, when, like, when I was in high school, um, a friend, a friend, she's gonna, she'll never listen to this podcast, so it's fine. But a friend and I were obsessed with this boy. Um, mm-hmm. obsessed. 
Uh, we had like a little code name for him, which I can't remember, which I'm really sad about that when we want to talk about him, we would literally like stake out spots that we knew who was going to be at. Like it was that serious. Yep. <laughs> and yep. When I look back yep. on it, I'm like, oh my God, that poor guy. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> you, like he was nice. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? Like he's just trying to, you know, live his life. And we were just like, I'm sure we weren't subtle at all about it as well. I'm sure he was very aware it was going on, but. Creepy weirdos do not understand subtlety. No. But yeah, so this scene is good for that. I agree where, cause I thought the same thing when I saw it. I was like, oh my God. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I I get it, and it's like yeah, you keep all all of the things as mm. stupid as they are, and and you know we get straight up to what Ty has saved. The first thing she pulls out is so I I kind of even love that it we get to discuss this over two minutes because mm. um it she says she's like remember that party like and she takes out the towel that Elton had filled with ice to put on her head when she got knocked out and was like laying on what like the island in the kitchen or something yeah. Yeah. And and that and that is the very first thing that she takes out. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> something that they had touched that that kind of connected the two of them. Mm. And oh God, I feel like if I probably had even like lesser like connected things, like it'd be like, Oh, I went to this school play and he went to this school play. So I'm gonna keep the program <laughs> like from this school play, you know? And and I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's great. It's it's uh perfectly captures I think the teenage girl crush most definitely. It really does. It really does. And so, yeah, so she has brought these things that she's going to burn mm-hmm. and we'll discuss some more of the burning yep. in our next minute. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Yeah, so that is it and uh but yeah, oh god. It really does like you said. It it, it is teen girl to a tee. Mm-hmm. It's creepy weirdo mm-hmm. teen girl to a T and yeah I think like the only thing the only thing that like I kind of wish that we could make note of and I should have done this before is going back through other scenes with Elton and seeing if like Ty was like off in the corner <laughs> and and you know and waiting for him to pass by because I feel like that that's the only thing that we're missing here is yeah. like that Easter egg like, is there an Easter egg of that and, like, having being able to go back that? I have to remember. Of Ty just, like, holding the towel and standing off to the distance all the time, holding up to her face. and <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. Or if, like, Ty went into her, if we ever see her in her locker and you mm. just kind of see the towel hanging there. Because it is, <laughs> it is such a quintessential kitchen towel. Yes. Like, that somebody's, yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect kitchen towel. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fancy kitchen towel. No. Like, yeah. Agreed. I'm going to go back and look now. I know. I know. So, yes. And and as we have um, asked uh, in the last minute for people who um, uh, are going to babysit for Alicia Silverstone in Sydney, Mm. if you find other scenes with this towel, please let us know (laughs) and tweet it us at the As If Podcast. hashtag as if towel or towel conspiracy <laughs> clueless towel conspiracy or hashtag creepy um, weirdo teenagers that works yes too. yes <laughs> hashtag creepy weirdos like i feel like that may get a little confusing with the other creepy weirdos on oh, twitter yeah, and and elsewhere 
But I think creepy weirdo towel would mm. work. Like creepy mm-hmm. weirdo clueless. Specific. Clueless enough. creepy weirdos. Figure you it out. You look us. for all of these things. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure it out. Let us know what you're tweeting under and then we'll go back. <laughs> um, who is your favorite character? And ideally pick somebody who's not Cher because Cher tends to be everybody's favorite character. Like I want to, like I want to say poor, like poor Rod's character for obvious reasons, but he's like, he is quite cute in the movie, but he's not really an amazing character, I think. Like, I think I prefer D to share. Controversial, guys. Interesting. Go, go for it. Please, please explain, Mr. Yeah. Marissa. Uh-oh. Again, getting controversial. Super yeah, controversial on, this, on the podcast. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not that Cher's not too, you know, super cute and charming and... You know, obviously a good person. No, think, no, no. You don't need to qualify. Don't D's, qualify. You're going controversial. You're making statements. And I think, um, even though I know in real life she is like a super right wing crazy person, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm disregarding that. I didn't know that at the time of watching the movie. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I found her very interesting to watch in the movie i think dion's character is hilarious um yeah i think her line deliveries are amazing in the movie i love her um fighting with i'm having a mental blank on donald faison's faison's character's name murray murray Murray. dear murray Thank, uh, thank you for that going back in the movie you know when she walks in when he's getting his head shaved to that movie and just their kind of interaction there and getting the mum on the phone. I just think she's like, she's really funny and really cool. Um, and I think out of the two of them, I would prefer to hang out with D. Like if I had to choose. That's it, guys. I completely understand that. <laughs> I'm going, putting myself out there. You D, know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say... Like when when I hosted a week earlier around, uh, I think it started with forty three or forty four. I picked Josh primarily because when the movie came out, Josh and I were around the same age. Mm-hmm. So a lot of his, everything he was going through, and you know, like like that aspect of it, you know, he's, um, I really related to uh, in that like I was slightly older than everybody, yeah. and I was like, okay, but I'm, you know what, I'm with you, I'm. I, Again, I'm fully supporting you on this. I'm Thank going you. with D. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, like I said, like, in in the land of Clueless, like, I think she would be more fun to hang out with. She's really straightforward. Yeah, I like that too. She's very direct and she's obviously someone who's quite confident and stands up for herself. I think she's cool. <laughs> I, th- I think she's really cool because, I mean, there's there's a scene where it starts off where um, uh, Cher is trying to convince um Ty to get a crush on Elton. You know, mm-hmm. she's gonna manipulate that. And she's like, Oh, he said you gave her a toothache. And and Ty's like, What do you mean? It's like he thinks you're sweet. And and she gets all Ty gets all sorts of like, oh really, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then Dion says, When did he say that? And Cher says he'd never said that. Yeah. Like I'm just making it up. And you know, it's like we do see Cher you know, we've seen Cher manipulate things, but yep. like she does straight up lie, and I don't really think De- Dion lies. No, um, I'm glad. I'm glad I've convinced you. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't. I wasn't anti D. Like it yeah. was as soon as you said that and started to describe it, I'm fully, yeah, fully on board. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap up this minute, Larissa, what would in place of a plug for people to track you down and, and, and instead of having them, you know, wait out on the knoll, uh, in front of the ice cream shop where you work, I know she does, you don't work in ice cream shop, I so they can I get a glimpse of you. Shop. So 
where would you suggest people, you know, sit if they want to try to get a glimpse of you? <laughs> you should really... totally make something up. <laughs> if they just want to bother. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, well. Or, or instead of that, mm. what advice do you have for the creepy weirdos out oh, there? Oh, that's a good one. That... I, like that. I like that. Yeah, let's go back. So, being an extremely creepy weirdo, uncool teenage girl in high school, and it, it was misery for me. Um, I would say don't feel bad about the things you're interested in. Um, yeah. Don't worry about what other people think of them, whether cool or uncool. Uh, love what you love and, and be happy with it. Um, like I said, I found a lot of comfort in music when I was a teenager, not necessarily cool music, but music I loved, but I would say find your passion and kind of focus on that and ignore all the other crap. I like it. I, I, I often give advice similar, which is let, you know, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And I know it's hard. It's like the hardest thing when you're 13 or 14, but yeah, it's, and I know it's such a cliche, but it, once you get out of high school, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it's really yeah. all irrelevant and it means nothing. And it, no, you're right. And mm. I think too, though, like if you find the things that make you happy mm-hmm. and then you wear them as boldly as Amber wears her hat, Yes. Me, I'm bringing everything there back to Clueless. Boom. You know, you wear them as boldly as Amber wears her outfits. Mm. Um, you're going to find other people that are interested in that. Exactly. Exactly. It'll be, it'll be good. So awesome. All right. Well, um, since Larissa is very, um, hidden on the interwebs, <laughs> you can find me uh, where you're going to be telling me all of your crazy stories, uh, on Twitter at Amy Pop, A-M-Y-P-O-P. And, uh, you can find out about my passions, um, in my Joss Whedon biography, who wrote Buffy and Angel and the Avengers and Dollhouse and Firefly. Uh, more about that at my website, uh, com. And yeah, so thank you, my darling Larissa. Thank you. For being on the show. Thank you. And we will be back tomorrow to discuss Minute 70. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal with my guest, Larissa Chapman. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast, all one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.